What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Shil Nye. Hi, everyone. Just a reminder that this show is not legal advice, trading advice, financial advice, or personal advice. Enjoy the show, and thank you very much. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101, the average consumer's guide to cryptocurrency. This is Matthew Aaron, and there are plenty of quote unquote influencers in this space. How do you know if they're influencers? Well, they have lots of Twitter followers, lots of Facebook friends, a YouTube channel, a podcast, and they talk about FOMO, FUD, and they show this coin and they talk crap about the other coin. They tell you about rising prices and keep you in the know about the news. So how do you know which ones to follow, which ones to trust? Which ones to take advice from? Sometimes it's branding, sometimes it's what they say. Well, this next guest kind of struck it with me. He didn't just talk about crypto and projects, he talked about life. When he said he tried to get sober and he became sober to make himself better, he stopped working in his restaurant job to try to do something that he felt was right. It made me think of the average consumer. How we all, including myself, day in and day out, try to make ourselves better. And the only things that's holding us back, usually, is ourselves, our situations, our comfort zones, our fears. So I wanted to reach out to him and hear his story about how he transformed himself from a cook in a restaurant to a crypto influencer and where he's gonna go in the future, what he thinks about the space and what he thinks about life. But before we get into that conversation, please go to crypto101podcast.com. There you can join our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can keep up with us there join the conversation and get to know us a little bit think about becoming a patron the patrons support us when there are no ads we appreciate it there are a couple surprises on the patreon page for the patrons that i'll announce in a couple weeks but the patrons can go there and see it now and also we have two annual subscriptions left for cryptos magazines for the patrons so please if you would like to have those subscriptions and you're a patron follow the instructions on the patreon page also at crypto101podcast.com you can send us an email say what's up Please remember to subscribe to us on CastBox, SoundCloud, iTunes, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. And finally, remember ICO 101 is now in the Crypto 101 feed, so don't be surprised if you hear Mr. Aaron Paul pop up every so often. Now, without further ado, here is Mr. Shil Nye. We'll see you after the show. Mr. Shil Nye, the crypto guy. Welcome to Crypto 101, sir. What is going on, guys? Glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. What we want to do today is we want to know about you. You have emerged as a content-created influencer in the crypto space almost overnight, but you're not new to the game. You have a full history of living life. You are the average consumer, the person that this podcast is made for. We want to hear about you, the history, your philosophies, and well, we want to talk about the future of Bitcoin because I bet you a lot of people that are listening to this right now are holding bags, just like I am. Let's talk about see if there's a light to the end of this tunnel. What do you think, sir? Man, that sounds perfect to me. Let's do it. All right, man. Tell us about yourself, sir. Who am I? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Shil Nye. Um, I, am, I call myself a crypto content creator. Some people call me an influencer. You can call me whatever you want. Um, but pretty much I talk about cryptocurrency online. I create content around uh, cryptocurrency online and, uh, and share a little bit about my life as well in the process. Well, tell us a little bit about your life. Where were you born? What did you do before this whole crypto endeavor? 
Man, I'm a California native. Uh, that's where I was born and raised, California. Traveled the world for a little bit. And the the answer to like, what did I do before cryptocurrency is kind of broad, to be honest with you. I had a split focus. I didn't really know what I wanted to be doing. So I explored multiple different avenues and multiple different industries. And uh, so for a while, I made some mobile apps. I had a few really successful mobile apps on the App Star that did really well. After that, I, I traveled the world and actually wrote a few best-selling uh, Amazon Kindle books, specifically about meditation and things like that. I was very, and am still very heavily into meditation and mindfulness and understanding yourself and, and creating self-awareness in your life and yeah then after that I kind of worked a few what, what people would call normie jobs I was very unsure about what I wanted to be doing so I took a step back I slowed down a little bit I got into the kitchen and uh, worked in a kitchen for a little while and um, kind of grinded away in, in that area and yeah that's 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 the quick uh, one-on-one tutorial about my background you, you said a lot there and we're gonna try to unpack as much as we can about Shil Nye but you said meditation. I read a meditation blog. I am very much into meditation. What do you think meditation does for you? And how does it change your perspective? Or how does it help you gain a different perspective maybe than other people? You know, I think it just makes makes me more comfortable in my own skin, to be honest with you. Um, I don't even know if it's really about perspective or anything like that. I think we all like naturally have unique perspectives. But it just makes me more comfortable in that unique perspective and comfortable sharing that unique perspective with the world, you know? How does that help you in, say, well, the crypto space or this endeavor of going into the crypto space? Oh, totally. So when I first started, like, really going full time with crypto and actually trading and spending time looking at charts 15, 16 hours a day, um, it, it helped me tremendously. It still does even not looking at charts, but specifically when I was staring at the charts all day. Um, you know, everybody, I think everyone's experienced the, the FOMO factor, the factor of, uh, kind of being pulled by, uh, the energy of the crowd and what's happening with a coin, whether it's going up, whether it's going down, do you sell, you're up five, 10, 15%. And, and it helps me kind of become calm, understand that, uh, if I buy a coin right now, I'm not going to sell it immediately and, and learn to have patience with it and learn to kind of feel the situation out and, and, Feel through the anxiety of being what you would call a trader because there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of anxiety involved and um, it, meditation helped me kind of calm that pressure and anxiety. The tweet that you have pinned to the top says, been scammed, been dumped on, woke up in complete shock, bought the top of a pump, panic sold the bottom. Congrats. There are only a select few who can say this. Where did that come from? Man, um, you know, that's just I think that's like a, like I woke up one morning and I said, you know, there's there's a few things that um, at least everyone has been through one of these things in crypto. And if you haven't been through one of these things, you're probably not heavily involved in crypto or you're probably not like a really full time or, or a trader. But yeah, I just I just sent that tweet out and I said, you know, if if you've survived these things and you're still here and you're still uh, wanting to get better, wanting to learn more and um, wanting to, to, to become better at whether it's a trader or whatever it is in the crypto industry, congratulations, man, that's, that's awesome. Uh, it's just a little bit about perseverance, man. You're not gonna get where you wanna get by, by quitting when, when shit hits the fan. Right on. I really wanna go through like a little bit more about this meditation. I wanna go about, through about where your head is at because the reason I reached out to you was 
I'm 20 years in the hospitality industry, kitchens, front of the house, management, hotels, you name it, I've done it all. And when you wrote the tweet, a year ago today, I was working in a kitchen job I hated, in a town I hated, with a mentality I hated, and no vision of the future. Today, I'm sitting on the beach in Bali. Can you tell us about that transition from this job, this kitchen, this life, this mentality that you hated, to the person you're at now? Totally, man. Totally. Um, you know, I was working in a kitchen, um, spending brutally long hours in the kitchen in my perspective, you know, just working till 3 a.m. to clean the kitchen, 4 a.m. to clean the kitchen, waking up and having to be back there at 9 a.m., 10 a.m., sometimes even 7 or 8 a.m. Um, that breakfast shift, yeah? That breakfast shift, man, that, that breakfast shift. Um, and, and, and it was, it was brutal. It was intense. I knew it wasn't what I wanted to be doing, but I also recognized and accepted like that was where I was at and I wasn't sure what I wanted to be doing. So I didn't have, uh, the focus or, or the, the energy to put into something that I didn't know that I wasn't, it was just unclear about what I wanted to do. And to be honest with you, like a lot of my unclarity stemmed around, uh, uh, not being sober to be, to be a hundred percent real with you. Um, you know, I, I was drinking, I was smoking cigarettes a lot, smoking a, a decent amount of weed. And, um, while it was like kind of the thing to do, you know, you get off of work, everybody sits down, you have a beer, you all chill, you all chat and laugh together. Um, I knew that it wasn't sustainable for one. And I knew it wasn't, uh, the most progressive thing for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a person that if, if a group of people are doing one thing, I usually don't do it. And I, I had found myself kind of in in the, in the hospitality industry in in, in the uh, restaurant business, and I st- I had begun to start to do the things that other people were doing, and it just wasn't me. So, um, how did I start to move via via out of the out of the food industry and into into crypto? It, it really began with kind of getting sober. To be a hundred percent honest with you, it was. Uh, definitely like a very challenging part of my life. And I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to get clean. I'm not going to smoke cigarettes anymore. I don't need to smoke a pack or two a day. I don't need to have a drink after work every day to calm down. I don't need to have a smoke here and there. And I'm going to see what happens when I become sober. And mm-hmm. while it was like extremely challenging and, and mentally, uh, exhausting, you know, there's a bunch of like hidden emotions that are uh, layered underneath smoking and drinking and things like that mm-hmm. that kind of unfolded for me when I became sober and having to move through those is very, very challenging. But I knew that on the other side of it, there was something new and there was something um, better for me. So I just did it. And I said, let's, let's, let's get it. And I'm about eight months in now. So you don't drink a drop. Nope. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't, I don't, I don't even drink caffeine or sugar, man. I, I cut all that shit out of my diet. No shit, man. Right on. Because I saw your pictures in Bali. I have a lot of friends in Bali and, um, man, you just can't go there without drinking and having a good time. How, how did you do it? how did you manage? Dude, man, I've gotten to the point now where like I can go out and party and have a good time, go dance and, and kick it with homies. And I, I, I just don't need a drink. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very solid in, in, in my belief system. I'm very, very, very solid in my vision of what I'm building and what I want to create. And I just don't need that shit anymore, man. It's gotten to the point where like, yes, every once in a while I do have a pull. I'm like, damn, I wish I could have a cigarette right now with these people. I wish I could, uh, uh, kick and have a drink. But the more that I say no to those things, the stronger I, I become in my belief. And so you ask, how did it happen? It just, it's like saying no every single time. You're going to get offered it consistently, especially like I'm in Asia for five weeks. I'm like, literally, <laughs> literally at every single after party partying to like oh, yeah. three, four, 
five or six a.m. Right. and people are always always offering me drinks. But it's it's the consistency of every single time someone offers me a drink, I say no. And every single time I say no, I become a little bit stronger in that belief. And do you ever lose any friends? Do you ever lose any deals? Do you ever lose any like um, ins to certain situations because of the no? Uh, no, to be honest with you, I don't like people actually hella respect it, you know? Um, and, and uh, I was actually kind of surprised about that. You know, I've, I've always kind of had that little like self-conscious, like, Oh, I got a drink to like be cool with these people. Um, but every time someone offers me a drink, I'm like, nah, man, I'm actually sober. And they like, they're like, Oh really? Tell me about that. And they're like, dude, I have like mad respect for that. I don't know how you're here at this party at 3 AM uh, <laughs> like, with all of us, but like, dude, that's ma- like, I got mad respect. And I've actually had people come up to me and been like, yo dude, like I'm actually going to uh, like try to not drink and like, uh, practice not drinking and not smoking and like see what that does for my business. And so like, I don't know, I, I, it, to me, it doesn't even make a difference anymore. So what is your business? Um, Jay-Z has a quote. I'm, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. <laughs> yeah. <of course>. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that how show night relates to this? Kind of. So what is my business? One, um, my uh, content creation gig, my like online personality, Shil Nye, that's, that's one of the things that, that I'm extremely passionate about. It's, it's pretty much my main gig. It's what I do all day, every day. Um, always on Twitter, always, always focused and, and creating new things. My other gig is I actually run, uh, and I, this is a brand new gig actually, just signed my first client, but I run a, a social media consultant firm. So pretty much I work with crypto companies, uh, crypto startups, whether it be ICOs, whether it be hardware wallets, uh, anyone who wants to build an online presence in an online community, and I help them with strategy and implementation on how to build that. Right on. So you mentioned you have a vision yeah. of something that you want to create. Where does the mask, the glasses, the name, the branding, how does that all work together? Where did you come up with it and why? I, it, it's just, it's synchronistic, man. It, like it wasn't even something where I sat down. I'm like, I'm going to create this whole persona and brand where I have mask and sunglasses. No, like I was just tweeting things. And then finally I was like, you know what? I want to do videos, but I don't really want everyone to see my face. So I put on a bandana and sunglasses and put a hood on and started doing videos. And the response to it was epic as well as like people were pretty damn confused. They're like, why do you have this stuff on? So I just kept going with it. And it's it's a little mysterious. It's a little fun. And I enjoy it. But it's become part of your persona, part of your brand. I, I even see you at conferences and, and things like that with the, the mask and the glasses on. And is do you ever take them off? Do people know who you are? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you meet me in person, you know who I am. I don't walk around the conferences like that, but if you want to take a picture, <laughs> if you want to do a video, if you want me to be on stage, I always rock, rock it, man. It, it, is, it is my brand. It is my persona. It is like who, who Shil Nye is, you know? So you, you made this switch. Okay, there's a couple things that you, you, you said, and I'm trying to basically build a picture of your motivation, this journey that you're making. You were in the kitchen, sober. Next thing you know, you are more focused, you're more confident, you're, you have this vision, you start just interacting, you start just doing it, right? You start just going out there and just, you know, carpe diem. What did crypto mean to you? What did crypto represent that made you want to go the crypto route, the blockchain route? Why not something uh, else? Why not another tech? Why not iPhones? 
I mean, to be 100% honest, at first it was just about the money, man. Like that's 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 what it was about. Um, when I first started investing, I started seeing how people were making insane returns and insane gains, and I like I had felt chained by the money. I had felt like I'm not making enough money. I can't really do what I want. I'm, my time is chained by having to have day jobs and things like that. So why don't I test out the crypto realm and see what happens? And that's that's like why it all started. I mean, obviously there was definitely like an interest in the tech. Um, seeing as I'm kind of a tech guy, made mobile apps for a while, always been into technology. But at first, the tech didn't really matter a lot to me. It was more about how can I make good returns? How can I utilize those returns to make even more returns? Um, then once I started to talk more about crypto online and once I started to, to get into content creation and really, really take a look at the projects that I was actually investing in, I was like, oh, shit, this is like pretty cool. You know, this is pretty interesting. I'd known about uh, cryptocurrency for a while. I bought my first Bitcoin like 2012, 2013, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm in crypto now. It was more just like, oh, like we need this to transact uh, with such and such and do this and this. Uh, this technology is pretty cool, but I didn't see the vision of it back then. Uh, when I went back and, and got back into it full time, I started to see the vision and I said, this is, this is definitely the future. This is definitely uh, has massive potential. When did you actually get back into it? When did you start like really investing, looking closely into it? Just this past yeah. year or a little bit ago? Yeah, 2017, man. Just went back into it full time and uh, and dove dove head first into it, man. Started to spend 15, 16, 17, 18 hours a day uh, on the computer and in it. And uh, and yeah, just made made it my full time gig. Right on, man. Cool, cool. So I guess you remember the um, what was the, what was the Poloniex uh, little chat box called? The troll box? The troll box, man. That troll box has led me to more bad decisions than probably you, man. I was paying you on the other side, just just shilling some shit over there that made me buy FOMO'd it out. And I just... <laughs> oh, <but> Lord. <laughs> so what are you holding right now, man? Man, um... Are you holding any bags? I, I'm, I'm definitely holding some bags, man. I'm definitely I'm definitely bag holding. Uh, Raven is one of them. Raven coin. Uh, Tomo chain. Um, I like most of my bags, to be honest with you, man, I picked up in the last month or so. So mm -hmm. I'm not like I, I'm wrecked. Like there's like I've got Exum chain and I've got Nexo that are uh, that are like 50, 60 percent down even in the last month, month and a half. Um, but I haven't been holding anything since the, since January. Thank God. But yeah, I've, I've got that. I've got Haven Protocol, a little bit of HashGuard. Uh, some Pundi X and uh, a couple other uh, random coins that I'm just waiting on, man. Just waiting, being be patient, you know? Right on. I guess with all these questions, I'm, I'm trying to get to your motivation. And it's very surface right now. I mean, I, I get it that, you know, it's there's this big journey that you made. But you're tweeting, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 times a day, maybe more. And you are talking a lot of, of very personal things. Some things are very personal, very deep thoughts about uh, motivations and goals. Why are you putting that out to everybody? What do you want them to gain? Is it, is it personal? Is it like I'm doing it because I know it gets me clicks? Or is it you're trying to help somebody? Dude, I mean, I think that everybody can gain value from it, to be honest with you. Why do, like, why do I do it? It's, it's just because it is me. You know what I mean? It's not like... It's not like I'm out here reading like motivation books and being like, oh, that sounds like a good quote. I'm just going to tweet that. No, like like the, these thoughts that I have are literally a part of me. They're like a little literally a part of who I am. 
and, and what I represent in the world. And why am I doing it? Because I think there needs to be a shift, you know, beyond like just all the crypto talk and stuff like that. I think there needs to be a shift in the world, a shift in mentality and a shift in the way that we're behaving because um, beyond like this is beyond crypto. This is a little bit more meta, but like the way that people are behaving right now, it just isn't working. You know, the, it mm-hmm. isn't working for the world. It isn't working for society and it isn't working for uh, the way that we interact with each other as humans. And and while I'm, uh, people want to call me a crypto influencer. Like I'm, I, I just I, I'm me. You know what I mean. So I'm going to talk about whatever I find to be relevant, whatever I find to be important. And and I find that the way the humans interact with each other and the way that we interact with our realities is, is one of the most important things. Hey everyone, this is Matthew Aaron, and I'm here to tell you about our YouTube channel. Crypto 101 with Matthew Aaron. And the reason why we're doing this YouTube channel is because, well, we heard your feedback. Some people really like listening to stuff on YouTube. So all the audio podcasts are going to be posted on YouTube. Also, we're going to do previews and roundups of each episode. The previews are going to tell you about how we got to doing this topic, talking to these individuals, and where this interview came from. And the roundups are going to give you my personal opinions on the projects, the people, and, well, some commentary. And the reason why we're doing this is because we never want you to feel that we're shilling a certain project. I want you to get my personal opinions, honestly, openly. So please subscribe to Crypto 101 with Matthew Aaron on YouTube and enjoy. Comments are always welcome. And please let us know how we're doing. Now, back to the show. I tweeted the other day that I feel that blockchain and the crypto space is a reflection of a shift in human consciousness. We want to do better, yet the legacy systems, schools, culture, borders, money, etc. shackle our souls. Do you believe in that statement? And if you do not or do, what is this different shift or the shift that you just spoke about in the world that you want to see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's very, very parallel, very similar. Um, you know, a shift in it's it's like a shift in human consciousness. You know, we need to become more aware. Personally, we need to, or like specifically, we need to become more self-aware. Um, but even beyond self-awareness and personal awareness, there needs to be a shift in human behavior. And I think those the shifting in consciousness and the shift in human behavior are tied together. We don't need to necessarily just become more aware, but we also need to use that awareness to create shifts within our daily actions and the way we interact with people and the way we behave in society um, on on many different levels and and on many different places. I, I hate to keep beating this dead horse. I don't. I think I don't know if the horse is dead yet, but it, it might be dead. But I'm gonna keep beating it for a little bit. We keep saying general stuff like shift in behavior, shift in actions, shift. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. 
After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and perception but you know it's very hard for like the average person or just you know the individual to go through everyday life and understand what a shift is until you hit that shift and i think that coming from somebody that meditates as as you did i think that we both after a little bit of time kind of hit this hit this wall in meditation and then you pass through this kind of barrier that's holding yourself back what is the shift in behavior that you keep talking about that you think that people should exhibit or practice in daily life I mean, it, it's 100% dependent on the, on the individual. I'll give an example, right? So I was smoking a lot of cigarettes, uh, pack maybe two packs a day, mostly because I had bottled up emotions that I, I didn't want to face or I didn't know how to face. But that's a different story. The, the point is I made the decision because I was I had the self-awareness to say this is not productive for me. And not only did I say this is not productive for me because it's slowing me down, it's making me tired, it's, it's, it's distracting me. When I'm in a conversation, I need to go have a cigarette and go step outside and, and ruin the flow of the conversation because I need to smoke. Not only is it all of that, but I also had the awareness to say – do I want my kid doing this? And I think that's that's the, mm. that's a really good question that you can ask yourself when you're doing a certain pattern or doing a certain behavior uh, that will actually give you the motivation to get out of doing the pattern or doing the routine is, is do I want my child, my children uh, in the future, uh, I don't have any right now, but in the future, like when I have children, would I want them doing this? Like, right do, I want, do I want them smoking cigarettes? And the answer was no, obviously. Of course, I don't want my children hurting their bodies and, and creating a, a, a physical addiction um, in, in their life and a routine that will be hard to break later in life. And when, when I answered that and I said no, then I said, why the hell am I doing it then? 
You know, like if I, if I as a, a future father, am a leader to my child and to my children, then I need to behave like that. And not just when I have them, but I need to behave like that now so that I am actually ready to have children and prepared to have children whenever that time does come. Right on, right on, brother. How old are you, by the way? 26. What do you think about the space these days? What do you think about just, I don't even know where to to start with this question. I saw your tweet about the the Twitter space right now, the Twitter crypto space right now, uh, and how it's just cluttered. Uh, The market's kind of whack. You know, we're talking ETF. What what, what do you think of the space? Man, right now everybody's wrecked. Everybody's just hanging on like threads of hope. Uh, We've seen it throughout the whole year. We've seen it with um, Chinese New Year, with consensus, and with all these other, oh, that's going to pump phrases. You know, everybody's calling alt season every single month. Next season's alt season, or next next month's alt season, next month's alt season. Everybody's saying that. Um, And now ETFs, you know, I I think ETFs are, are positive, but I also think it's a little bit of hopium as well. So what do I think of it? I think that everybody's super wrecked, and they're either extremely salty and angry, or they're hanging on to hope or they're actually doing something to create an impact with their own investments or in in their own lives you know i was looking at my portfolio i remember when my virium was sitting at almost twenty dollars i'm holding some sumo coin my sumo coin that's at 19 cents right now it was at twelve dollars don't ask me why i didn't sell brother <laughs> don't, let's not even t- start that conversation but I, there's probably a lot of people with this portfolio as i have they're just it's just wrecked what, what would you tell them? Obviously, I like I don't give financial advice, but obviously, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's up to you. Like, you have a decision, you know, and it's it's all about the way you want to play it. You know, I think a lot of people that got in in like January uh, and December timeframe, and and like when the pump was happening, they were looking for short gains. They're like, oh, I can buy this coin and I can make a lot of money and I'll be uh, financially set for a while now. And they were thinking about it in the short term. So the the main piece of advice is like, if you actually believe in this technology, and if you actually believe that this like has the potential to be something massive into the future, uh, then play the long game with it, man. And if you don't, then you just have to make a, a decision from an investment perspective when when you feel comfortable exiting. Who do you look up to in the crypto space? You know, if you're going to be on your Twitter, if you're looking at your feed and somebody's tweeting, if somebody's writing a Medium blog, if somebody's on YouTube or are being interviewed on Forbes or a CNN or, or what have you, who would that person be that you would stop what you're doing and see what they're saying? I don't really think there's like a person that I'm just like stop all my things to constantly watch. But there are people that I have mad respect for, you know, like all, all the OGs like I have mad respect for because one, they're, they've definitely helped pave the way for the new wave of people to come in and and to to share things about crypto online so all the ogs like i just i just have respect for them man i think i think what they've done and and the fact that they've hung around for so long and the fact that they've uh in a way like as a community of 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 people who've been around the people who like were really serious about it back in 2009 and 10 and stuff like that um they helped build like the initial community that brought mm-hmm. and, and invited all of all of us here who may have gotten in from like 2014 on there's other people that i respect in terms of like content creation like shout out the crypto dog um he's he's awesome on twitter um he's got some some really funny stuff you know what i mean some hilarious stuff 
couple good friends like uh, Crypto Orangutan, uh, who else? Captain Coinage, uh, Moon Overlord. <laughs> um, like probably someone who's hearing this is like, what? Like if you're not on crypto Twitter, these are all just like crypto Twitter people. And yeah, shout out to some like there's and then there's some friends that that just constantly support like my homie Crypto Verso um, and a couple others that are just like good people that are supportive and wanting to see others succeed, even if they're not directly involved with it. So. Yeah, dude, the whole space is interesting, and the whole community, especially on Twitter, is just it's just badass. I started probably around the same time you did. I started in late 2016, like December, uh, November, and went through this whole, you know, F, you know, being down. They went up to 400, then, you know, just got wrecked, you know, overnight. I sold, lost a couple thousand on that one. But, you know, during this whole year of the ups and downs, my perception has changed through my influencers. Some people that start out as an influencer are not my influencers now or people that I really look look to for advice because of this whole crazy year and how they've reacted to it. Has there anybody or, that kind of shifted into your focus and out of your focus throughout that year? Oh, 100%, man. Not even a question. You know, I'm, I'm not going to name names on that one, but there's always new people that... Um, that's why I like to meet people like face to face. That's why I traveled a lot of conferences. That's why if like uh, another Twitter person's like, hey, like I'm I'm in town. Um, you know, I think a lot of people on Twitter weigh uh, very heavily, which is understandable, about how good of a like trader is that person. You know, does does that person have like a history of making good trades? And for me personally, like I don't really care about that, man. I mean, I think it's like obviously an important factor when you're talking about crypto. Oh, is he a good trader or not? But like. I'm more worried about is this person a good person, you know, like is this person like someone that I'd be like down to spend like the whole day with and kick it with and and have really good conversation, maybe brainstorm some ideas. Is this someone who I might even want to do business with and build something with? That's way, way, way more important and relevant to me than if this is a good trader. So, yeah, there's some people who I who I followed heavily in 2017 who I like had mad respect for when I was like really only a trader that uh, have definitely gone off of my follow list and some even onto my mute list where I'm just like, dude, like you might be a good trader, but I, I just don't dig who you are as a person. And, right. and that's that's more relevant to me. What project do you think is going to have the most impact in the future? You know, I think it's an arms race right now. I think it's impossible to, to say, oh, Ethereum is going to come up as 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 the head of, of this. Actually, or, I, I knew you were going to say Ethereum is somewhere in here. So I'm going to say, let's not look at Ethereum at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's just impossible to say what is what is going to be a, what what specific project is going to be a leader. Um, but I will say like the industries like I think that. Uh, projects that are tackling supply chain like Origin Trail or V Chain or Devry, um, I think they're going to be huge, man. I've I've been talking about it. I don't think it's going to be the first way that we create mass adoption, um, but I think once the industry matures a little bit more and once the the world starts to realize, wow, blockchain technology is actually important, um, I think that those projects are going to take a leading position in the industry, especially when when people realize, oh, the blockchain can be utilized and integrated with the supply chain in the food industry to eliminate like 99% of the errors that occur in the food industry when packaging and traveling goods from one place to another. Right. So yeah, I think projects like I'm very bullish on supply chain projects in the long term. That's, that's my big one. Um, besides that, I think gaming projects, um, I'm not a gamer. I don't really game anymore. I used to when I was a kid, but I think gaming projects will be big. 
Um, I think we're going to have one or two major uh, blockchain games hit the mainstream, and it's going to be the thing that actually initiates mainstream adoption is some sort of a video game that integrates blockchain tech and, uh, and tokenization. CZ was on the show, and he said the wallet. Uh, most, a lot of people come on the show, they say the DEX. What do you think of those two? The wallet and the decks, like uh, he said, he said, CZ said, wallets is going to be the game changer of the future. Once you have a wallet that people can interact in with easily, grandma can just do it. That's going to be the game changer. And the decentralized exchanges. What do you think of those two opinions? One, I think, yeah, I think wallets are very important, but like people also have to realize and like the need to even have a wallet. You know, like yeah, once once we make it very simple for someone to send funds from person A to person B using uh, a crypto digital wallet, that's very important. But what is the actual need to even do that? Why is that better than a bank account? Why is that better than writing someone a check? And and how can it process into to fiat currency even more if, if we're not utilizing crypto as a, as a payment option yet? You know, I think there's there's a lot of questions and a lot of things that are still on on the playboard. You know, I think there there's still major major questions of of whether this is actually legit or not, and whether it can actually be utilized for a legitimate purpose. So I have my personal beliefs and my personal answers, but um, uh, yeah, those are all questions that that are are relevant in terms of dexes. Yeah, I think dexes are are extremely important process and 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 something that needs to be and will be solidified even stronger in the space in the future one of my favorite use cases for uh blockchain tech was asset backed tokens i had this guy on the show uh, a little bit ago probably about six eight months ago and he's putting you know um tangible assets and he's tokenizing them so we can like for example make a little pool of people to purchase say that work of art that rembrandt that picasso something i maybe not be able to afford by myself but you know maybe me you and a couple friends could owner Picasso, and we can put that into a smart contract on a token. I think that's an amazing idea. Definitely, definitely. I actually talked to someone when I was at Consensus who was building something very similar to that idea and, and tokenizing art. You know, I think that's extremely relevant. Same thing could be said about the real estate industry, you mm -hmm. know, multiple people owning timeshares or homes and things like yep. that. Yeah, I think there's tons and tons of use cases for this. I think, and personally, like, if we're going to talk about my opinion, I think we're in the future. I think this is the future. Um, I think it's going to take some time. I think we need another 5, 10, 15 years to actually integrate it into a way that's actually usable for people. But I do believe we're in the future and creating the future. But uh, yeah, dude, there's like, like I was saying, there's tons and tons of different use cases for it. It's just about, I guess, betting on the right project of which one's going to succeed and which one isn't and getting all the rest of this other junk out of here. Crypto 101 has positioned itself in a way that, you know, it's quite possible we are their first stop into getting into cryptocurrency. We have episodes like how to set up a Coinbase account, what is a wallet, crypto slang, how exchanges work, and, you know, great 101 interviews with different companies and people like yourself. It's possible that this is the first interview, the first podcast that they listen to getting into the crypto space. What advice would you give them? Take it slow, you know. It's super overwhelming. To be honest, I lost all my money when I first started in crypto. Like the first three months, and I'm not even exaggerating, like literally everything. Got scammed, got pumped and dumped on, everything. Oh, um, wait, wait, wait. Before, I'm going to stop you there. Before you get to the advice, tell us some stories, brother. All right, word. Um, yeah, there was uh, a pump and dump on, on Potcoin that I just got completely wrecked on when I first started trading. Oh, um, yes. The, yeah. the, the Potcoin pump, yes. Yeah, it pumps and dumps all the time, man. And, and one day I was like, ooh, this is pumping. I think it's going to pump more. I bought it. 
bought it at like 75% up and I was went all the way up like two or three X and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to sell it. But of Any course, chance was this about August, uh, 2017? Um, I think it was a little bit before August, but it was, it was like somewhere in, in the mid, mid, uh, mid 2017 range. And I, I just got like completely wrecked and tried to sell it. Bitrix froze up, opened up the screen and it was like, that was it like a, 80 70 percent loss or something sold it and then it bounced right afterwards and i was very very frustrated it was a very hard day. <laughs> um, yeah and then the, then the next week i was in that mode where i was like fuck this you know i was like angry um and i was angry for like a week it was a large portion of my money you know and i was gambling i wasn't investing i wasn't looking i didn't have a strategy that i had built to attack the market with and so i threw all the rest of my money into an ico you know and i was mm-hmm. like you know what screw this i'm gonna shoot for a 10x ico i'm gonna get all my money back and double or triple it and i'm gonna be good i'm gonna be happy and um the next week after i had put all my money in there the website was gone uh, the ico Stop had it, pulled in i swear bro i swear the ico pulled wait, an wait, exit what scam, ico was this and i was Dude, I don't even remember the name of it, man. It was it was one of those uh, BitConnect ICOs. You know, they were oh, hella popular shit, back dude. then. They were super popular. Uh, new ones were coming out, and they were all selling out in literally two or three seconds. There was a one called Daver that went went from literally ten like ten cents at ICO all the way up to two hundred dollars. And and uh, my buddy had told me to get into it, and I missed that one. So I was like, this is the next one. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna rock it. This is gonna be great. Um, but nope, they, they exit scammed and, uh, it's pretty much like almost out of every single dollar that I had. And yeah, that's, that's when I realized I need to take it slow. I need to actually build an investment strategy. I can't just put money into random coins and hope that they pump. And I actually need to be extremely patient and learn about how to, how to invest before I just throw all this money at it. So yeah, that's, that's when I took pretty much the rest of my money, put it back into crypto built an entire strategy around how I was going to invest and, and, uh, um, learn to be patient and did quite well for myself. Oh man. Like I, I'm totally feeling you with this man about 2017. If you don't know the cycles, the fast moves that the crypto world makes, then you are going to get wrecked because it just seems so irrational. Yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst. And like on that topic, like, uh, like a good piece of advice is like, I always take profits on the way up. And the best traders that I know also do the same. And I learned it from the best traders I know. That's 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 how I learned it. You don't have to sell your whole position ever. Uh, you don't even have to sell 10% of your position. But if you're starting to slowly take profits as, as the coin goes up, um, then when it does peak and and you still are holding a decent bag, then you won't – You and it, if it does have a massive dip or drop, you won't be wrecked in, in that position. Sorry to cut you off with that and, and like, uh, go down a little – little side street here but what is what is your advice to the newcomer into crypto if this was their first stop um yeah if this is your first stop learn like if you're going to invest anything invest like one tenth if if even that of what you're thinking about investing so if you're thinking oh i'm about a thousand dollars and i'm gonna invest this like take like a hundred or take fifty dollars and put it in and play with it um something that you like can completely lose and it wouldn't affect you at all Um, and I'm telling you this because this is something I did not do and it adds a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're like trading and trying to like pay rent or trading and trying to, to live off of your, your earnings as a trader, especially when you're just a beginner trader, uh, (laughs) 
it's a bad idea. It adds a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, and you won't have the clarity to make good decisions. Um, so yeah, just play around with a little bit, and you got to build a strategy. I think that's that's the main thing. I've got an article on my website uh, about this, but there's like three strategies that you can choose. You could be a day trader, uh, which is where you trade every single day and and stay on the computer for hours a day and make small trades and small gains to that hopefully results in bigger gains of, over the day or two period that you're doing it. Uh, you can be a swing trader where you buy a coin and hold it for like a month or two months and hope it uh, with the intention for it to go two to three X, if not more, and then sell it at a good profit. Or you can be a holder and you can buy a coin that you believe in, you believe in the potential of, and you can put it away on a, on a hardware wallet and not look at it for a year, two years, three years. And, and you can also be like all three of them uh, at, at different times. But it's important for you to define what investment strategy you're taking and why you're taking it and what your goals are in investing in crypto. And uh, before you even put any money in, you need to do that. Hey, I got a question for you. This is actually because I don't know. What is day trading when it comes to crypto? If you're day trading and you're on Wall Street, you know, you wake up, you know, you go to work, nine o'clock, the trading starts and five o'clock, the trading stops. Here it never stops. It's 24 hour cycle. What is a day trader and how do they operate in the space? I've never really been a day trader, but I do know some of my buddies who, who've done it very successfully. And literally, they just have Bitcoin. They wake up whenever they wake up. They go in. They trade some altcoins throughout the day, and they they make flips, and they bounce in and out. And then at the end of the day, they cash it all back out to Bitcoin and uh, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat every single day. Yeah, so they just close their positions before, when they're done at the end of the day, and they start a new day, like a new job. Yeah. Yep, they don't they don't hold any altcoins ever. They literally just move in and in and out of Bitcoin uh, or in and out of altcoins for to result in more Bitcoin at the end of the day. Do they also move in and out of stable coins or? Um, I think some of them might. I'm uh, the one the guy that I used to know who he, he literally I swear to you this guy had hundreds of Bitcoin and he was like yeah I'm never cashing out and I was like what do you mean you're never cashing out? He's like I mean I've got a solid real estate job I have all the money I need I literally just do this for fun. And he just, I swear in my life, bro, this dude had hundreds of Bitcoin. So yeah, he, he always just went back and forth between altcoins and Bitcoin and, and just did it for fun. But someone who might not be like that would probably go to stable coins. I, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Before I ask this last question, man, I want to say thank you, Mr. Shill Nye, for coming on Crypto 101, spending an hour with us and wrapping out about your life. Um, really personal, deep questions that I asked you. You were very honest, open, and candid with the answers. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Um, I'm glad that we got to talk about stuff that wasn't crypto as well. So that was pretty cool. My last question for you is, what three songs would you like to put on the Crypto 101 Spotify playlist? Oh, Lord. What three songs? Oh, uh, yeah, man. What, what represents the shill? Mr. Shill, Mr. Nye. I don't know which one's your last name. Do you go last name first, last name second? What's, what's up with that? Uh, yeah, Nye. Do you have Nye. business cards that say show Nye? I, I do have business cards. They say they, say, they just say Nye, but they are business cards that, that have, have my my thing on it. Man, I'm a, I'm a hip hop guy, you know. That's so that's kind of my gig. Uh, that's, the, that's the music I listen to. Um, right now, I've been blasting some Kevin Gates. So like, throw some like some Kevin Gates on there. Out the Mud is is one of my favorite songs by Kevin Gates. All right. Uh, um, I, I'm also blasting some Machine Gun Kelly. So like, uh, let's say Sail by Machine Gun Kelly, and um, let's just throw some Rick Ross in there. Some some uh, Stay Stay Scheming uh, by Rick Ross and Drake. Nice man. Good choices. Good choices. All right, brother. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Awesome, brother. Thanks so much. 
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. Mr. Shonai, if you're listening, it was very nice to get to know you. Thank you very much for coming on the show. In our next episode, we have an ICO 101 podcast with Formosa Financial. We had a preview before. This is the interview. So look forward to that. And after that, we have on another listener's episode. This is number two, and I'm looking forward to getting to know these listeners as well. Before we go, like always, ApogeeCrypto.com, that's A-P-O-G-E-E Crypto.com, the best place for real-time prices, CryptoNews.com for your news, and check out our YouTube, Crypto 101 with Matthew Aaron for a roundup of this episode. We will see you in the next episode of Crypto 101. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.